We have anybody to do the elements with? Yes. In uh, my reading today, um, in preparation for this time, I was looking at the Psalm 23rd Psalm. You can turn to it if you like. I wanted to just look at it for a few minutes. It's one of the most familiar passages of Scripture that we read and study when we have tragedies in the family or things take place. We have a funeral or something like that. It's a very familiar text. And it's a good text because it reminds us that we have someone to watch over us. I don't know the circumstances that surrounded David's writing that psalm, but we know that David was a shepherd. We know that he uh, spent much of his life out alone taking care of the sheep, uh, putting his life on the line. We know from his communication with Saul at the time that he was offering to go out and kill Goliath, and Saul was questioning that this is just something that you can't do. And David said, yes, I can. The Lord is with me. And he told of an occasion when he killed a lion and a bear. The way he worded it was he, he did it at the same time or there in the same day. But even if it was separate, that is a very significant defeat for someone that's a shepherd with uh, just a, what we might call crude instruments to kill a lion and to kill a bear. Uh, he's, he's a better man than I am, I'll tell you that. But anyway, we know that David was a shepherd. We know that he was faithful. We know that uh, from the things that, that he wrote about later, that the Lord was a very real part of his occupation and taking care of his situation. And uh, so it, evidently, the day came when David was writing. He did a lot of writing. He was prolific uh, in that. And, relating a lot of things, putting things down, that he wrote down how the Lord had taken care of him as the, his shepherd, as he had taken care of sheep, as the shepherd over the sheep. And he saw a great deal of similarity, and he wrote it down. So I'm going to read that to you. It, it's um, very encouraging to me, because we here in this room, if we know the Savior, Jesus is our shepherd. He is the one that takes care of us. He has undertaken that responsibility, uh, which we do not deserve, but we desperately need. And so he, he writes, and uh, it, it starts out, the Lord is my shepherd. That's that's in statement in itself. It's an awesome statement to be able to say that the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my provider. The Lord is my protector. The Lord is the one that takes care of me, that oversees my life. That his occupation, he sees a very serious part of his occupation as shepherding and taking care and providing for me, his sheep. So David said, the Lord is my shepherd. And since that's the case, uh, I shall not want, or you could translate that, I have everything I need uh, because he's my shepherd and he has undertaken to provide. I have everything I need. If we didn't go any further than that, that would be good news, wouldn't it? To know that he is our shepherd, he is our provider, and he has undertaken to provide everything we need. And then he goes, he gives in the next two verses uh, four little statements. Uh, he makes me, he leads me, he restores me, he guides me. He makes me, uh, the first one, he makes me lie down. That is, he, he forces me to lie down, forces me to rest in places of safety and comfort, green pastures, uh, green pastures, 
I take it referred to a place of abundant food as well, because the sheep eat a lot of grass and vegetation and stuff. But it's interesting there that he doesn't say he lets me lie down, but rather he forces me to lie down. So evidently, uh, if we can put that into our lives, probably there are times when we um, get so busy doing so many things that he has to force us to rest, force mm -hmm. us to, to uh, slow down and to, to uh, look to him and um, to rely on him. The second thing he says, not only does he make me lie down in green pastures, but he leads me beside still waters. Um, and I take it that that would be not only for drinking, but for refreshment. Still water sheep, um, I understand. This is out of my knowledge of sheep other than what I've been told. And Warner has confirmed it, some of these things, but sheep are not good at swimming. They have a heavy coat and they get wet and they, they're not able to, to swim. And so they are a little bit fearful of rushing water and stuff like that. But quiet water, still water, they feel perfectly safe. They can come up and drink and not be threatened. And so that's a, that's a calming thing to be there beside quiet waters where you can get your fill of water, of rest, and the food, and to be in, in the safety. He goes on to say he restores my soul. Uh, restores has, can have the idea of bringing back or coming back. I don't know if that is a way of saying that he grants me repentance, but I do know from my life that there are times throughout the day that I need to go to the Lord and ask him to forgive me for that. I'm sorry that I said that or thought that or did that or whatever. And uh, so I'm putting myself in those shoes there and saying that he uh, brings me back to himself, restores my soul, grants repentance that uh, I can come back and walk. He, he has that base covered because I am a sinner and I am self-centered. And I know what it means to lie. I know what it means to be dishonest at times or to think things. I don't, I don't mean to say we're going around just lying all the time, but you know what I'm saying. Being dishonest and um, doing things that... I had a situation just Friday where I left an hour early. I thought I was supposed to get off at 5, and I was supposed to get off at 6. I actually knew I was supposed to get off at 6, but sitting there at the register and talking to customers, I began to think about it being 5 and... So I went left. Now, fortunately, they weren't real busy. We've not been real busy the last couple of weeks. And so it's not a big deal to them. But it is a big deal to me because I don't want to just get up and walk off the job like that. It, it, so I need, to, I need to give out and tell them, ask them to forgive me for that. But anyway, we're in need of correcting ourselves and, and making right things that we do that are wrong. I am in need of that, and I know that you are too. And then he says, he guides me. Uh, in the paths of righteousness. He directs me um, in the paths of righteousness. Uh, righteousness is the thing that should mark our lives and the path pathway that he leads us and the place that he um, guides us is the place of righteousness. That's that should be mark that should mark our lives. It, it, it is necessary that we seek to be righteous. Um, I I need to be a lot more righteous than I'm, I guess maybe all of us do, but we I appreciate very much his direction of my life in leading me and guiding me and governing the circumstances mm -hmm. in the area of righteousness, in the area of what is right and pure and holy, and uh, that my life and my activities 
would be more consistent with with him and his love for me. Uh, that's that's really important. Uh, I uh, in the the uh, cards that I wrote Sage for a birthday card. One of the things that it said in there was, "Be careful with your friends. Who you choose your friends because your friends can affect you the rest of your life, and they can." Uh, you need to choose your path and where you go and what you say and your influence in your life because it will affect you. And uh, th that's part of it, that he leads me in the pathway of righteousness. Uh, and he does all of these things um, for his namesake. For his, and, and I was trying to think, what's the best, what is that best way to, to say it? And I think it's just for, he does it for his public testimony, for his testimony before men. Uh, there are four other places in the scripture, five other places in the scripture where that appears, and it seems that that's probably the best <clears throat> avenue there. He, he makes me lie down, he, he leads me beside the waters, he restores my soul, he guides me in the paths of righteousness, he does all these things for his namesake, for his testimony uh, in my life, and for what he's going to do in, in me. And then he says in verse 4, though I... Uh, walk. It doesn't have to be walk. I thought that was interesting that they translated it walk. It can be I go uh, or travel, but whatever it is, it's, it's called the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, it, it, it's a shepherd. It, it doesn't, I don't think it's saying that he leaves me in death, but he leaves me in places of danger where there is potential danger, where there is potential harm, uh, where there may be uh, animals lurking in the crevices and it, you see them running or scurrying around trying to get access to the sheep and so here is David saying that even though the sheep are there in a place of potential danger they're not going to fear and the reason they're not going to fear is because your rod and your staff the rod is what protects them the staff is what you use to shepherd and, and take care of the sheep um, there was a Famous painting, you've, I'm sure you've seen it, of this shepherd taking care of sheep, where in one scene he is out, the shepherd is out looking for sheep that has strayed away. And uh, the scene, the painting has the shepherd holding on to a root of a plant, leaning over a cliff with the staff in his other hand and reaching down, way down, to try to grab that little lamb with that hook around his neck and then pull him back up to safety. And of course, he's risking his life to do that because if that limb were to break or that root were to break, he was holding on, he wouldn't be able to, to resist the fall. But I was thinking about that, that that's what a shepherd does. He puts his life on the line. And um, well, I haven't had sheep, I have had cats. And I know that if you're going to pull one up like that, you've got to not only got to pull him up, but you've got to fight the cat because he fights to get away. He doesn't want to do that, he doesn't want to cooperate. And uh, so there's this double. Uh, stress of, of overcoming the gravity and pulling down the up and grabbing them and then bringing them up to safety. But that's the job of the shepherd. That's the job of the Lord. Uh, and our, it's our shepherd taking care of us and overseeing us. He's so good to do that. And so he said, uh, you rod your staff, you comfort me, you prepare a table, you're my provider, you prepare the table, prepare a table before me. And it's not just abundance, but it's abundance in the presence of those who hate me. Of the enemy, those that are out to destroy, those that want to lead us astray. You have abundantly provided for us. I always think in this kind of vein of Psalm 1, where it talks about the difference between the man who loves the word 
uh, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and a man who does not delight in the law of the Lord, the way of the wicked, and there's a contrast there. And here it is, God provides abundance for his people, for his children. And it's not just that, that we are blessed that we follow him, uh, and it's not just that he's rewarding us, but it is a, the, the blessing of a life that is fulfilled and joyful in Christ that overflows and really makes a difference. It really makes a difference. Uh, you, you, um, it's just living for yourself. It's not a fulfilled life. It really isn't. And um, putting Christ first and really seeking to follow him and, and uh, follow him every day. It, it really makes a difference in the outlook. It makes a difference in your purpose, in your hope, um, in your direction, in your outlook. Um, and so I'm just, I'm just very thankful for, for the Lord and his mercy and his grace as he pours it out on, on as he said, you anointed my head with oil. Uh, the anointing, the oil, the anointing oil, I am told, is a very comforting to the sheep there in a dry climate for their face and massaging their face, keeping it moist and soft and helping to keep some of the uh, irritations away and, and uh, and I, again, I don't have animals, I don't have lambs, I have cats. And I know that I have one of my kids who is uh, struggling right now, his, his health is not as good as we would like. He loves for me to come up to his face and scratch his face. He'll sit there and I'm scratching over the knees and scratching around the eyes and the ears and stuff. And he just sits there. And I suppose that lambs are the same way. You put a little oil on their face and massage it in and they just sit there and they really eat that up and really like it. And that's just part of the personal contact that the shepherd has with his sheep. And uh, that's, uh, that's a good thing. That's the shepherd having personal contact with us. And you know, the, uh, the real intimate personal contact that we have with the Lord, according to this psalm, the most intimate contact is when we're going through the valley of the shadow of death. That's where the intimacy really is the strongest. And that's where the growth is the most. And I've gone through that, and I know that you are going through that or have gone through that or will go through that if you belong to him. And just understand, as hard as it is, that, it, that he loves you and he cares for you. It, he is on the throne. He hasn't slipped. He hasn't missed a beat. He is aware of what's going on. Then David uh, says, not only in my head, did my head anoint with oil, but my cup overflows, cup of blessing and provision. Uh, it is more than I can handle. It is more than I deserve. It is abundance in me. It may not look abundant to other people, but it is abundant to me, and it, it, it satisfies, and I'm very thankful for who he is and what he's doing. And then David summarizes by saying, surely, um, or I think one translation says, only goodness and loving kindness will follow me, or you could translate that, pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Or one translation says, I will return to the house of the Lord forever. That's, I don't know if that's the best translation, that's what one translation has there. But I thought it was interesting. When I was a kid, um, I would come home from school and I would I always did the same thing. I don't know why I did, wasn't thinking about it, but I always come in to the front door. We had a, a, a big front porch 
and a, a big screen door that was a double wide screen, a real big, big door. And when I'd come in, I'd open the door and come in, and uh, it would, it, the door would slam behind me, and I'd say, Mom, I'm home. And she would be in the kitchen, and she would come out, and we would talk and stuff. How was your day? I never did want to talk about my day. She would always say, well, tell me about your day. I'd do it fine. I'd go in the room, stuff like that. But home is where mom was and dad was. Home is where the family is. The family is, is God's gift to us, and it's a good gift. And that's what he's doing. It's important. And here the Lord says, what David says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's where he is. We'll be together with him. And we'll be together with him forever. It'll never end. Never end. Never end. Wonderful, wonderful promise. So tonight, as we are here gathered around these elements, thinking about our Savior, who is our shepherd, I'm going to open us in prayer, uh, but I won't close it. I'm going to sit down. And Larry, do you mind closing us, uh, giving others an opportunity to pray? That one, okay. Father, I do thank you for um, the greatness of your love for us. I like to, I love that song. I love to think about your job of shepherding me and taking care of me. And I realize that I'm not uh, very pleasant to deal with. And uh, I know that I stray away. I know that that I say things, I do things, I get irritated at times. I, I, I know what it means to lust. I know what it means to be dishonest. Uh, and I. I don't mean to paint a depressing picture of the pastor of the church, but I am a sinner, and I, I need your mercy and your grace and your love and your care. And I'm very, 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 very thankful that you have provided such an abundant salvation and that you care for me and you love me and you care for us and you love us. Thank you for your patience with us. Thank you for your goodness to us. You have blessed us so much, and we are so richly rewarded. Thank you for... The privilege that we have tonight to gather together around the Savior, around these elements, and turn our attention to him and to focus on him. I pray that you'll help us to, to really worship him and to honor him and to exalt him and to glorify his name. And help us this week, help the fragrance of this meeting and this time in your presence. Follow us through this week and that we will be uh, basking in the greatness of our wonderful Savior, our wonderful Shepherd, and we'll be a rich testimony for Him and of Him. In the meantime, as we are gathered here, I pray for our hearts. If there is, if we need to do business, if we're sitting here with plans uh, that are lustful or self-centered or disobedient, I pray you'll bring them to our attention that we can confess those things so that, that our slate will be clean and that we can come and worship you. Uh, with open hearts and open arms and uh, 